If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly show final hour of the Jesse Kelly show. And I'm looking forward to this kind of my mentor and friend. Michael Berry is joining me now. He's obviously, he doesn't need any introduction to you. Nationally syndicated. He answers the phone as the czar of talk actually refers to himself as that. Michael, when did you first know I was going to be this huge star? First of all, why am I stuck in the third hour? I was promised the first hour. And number two, I was promised by Chris, whose name shouldn't even be spoken. He, he, he is a non-person after this, that I was going to have my, my own intro music. Can you have Chris cue my intro music? He has it right. I know he does. Chris, would you? This is a violation you, of my contract. See, this I is... said $25,000, no more than three minutes, and my own intro music. And I am supposed to be in the first hour. This is ridiculous. Chris, could you please play him his Aren't own? Aren't you normally could... doing some lame history segment that you ripped off the History Channel by now? Could you please play his intro music, Chris, so we can calm this prima donna down, please? What even is this? This is terrible. Michael, what is this? Let me explain. Hold on. CC Rider's coming up. Turn it back up, Chris. Turn it back up. Uh. Okay. If you, you know, you claim to be a student of history. If you even had any knowledge of anything, you would know that this is how Elvis entered every time. In the absence of Elvis, you got me. Okay, but 
see, since I'm not 95, I'm 40. I'm not familiar with how Elvis was introduced every time. And I don't know why you think that's something that should be universal to everybody. Oh, goodness. You're having me on in the third hour, which means they're not getting to hear about King Olaf, the Norwegian king, during oh, the early gosh. years of the Nazi occupation. I'll have, you know, I'll have you know I haven't even done very much history this hour at all. All right, Michael, you and I... Okay, full confession. Can okay. I make a confession? Go. I actually, when I finish the award-winning Michael Berry show oh. at 7 o'clock Central, I actually flip over, and I shouldn't say this to you, but I will confess to your listeners, I actually love the hell out of the history segment. And the <laughs> fact that you have the balls during a political talk show, well, political and Red Lobster love, <laughs> which, by the way, it's embarrassing that you can't get them to endorse you. Seriously embarrassing. <laughs> You've done more for Red Lobster than the cheese biscuit. Okay, so <clears throat> it's true. But it's really sad that you can't get them to put a, a few bucks. I mean, I'm sure I know they're sending you gift cards, right? But that's not enough. You got to know your value, Jesse. You got to know your value. Well, has it occurred to you that I actually do, I don't want to take any money from Red, Red Lobster? They've given so much to me. I wouldn't feel right taking anything back. They've oh, made... that's funny. You don't want any money? I guess your <laughs> listeners don't know about your new automobile that you bought on January 5th of this year. You know what, okay, Michael? Well, you know what, Michael? We don't let, have to... We don't let's have to... pretend you're still driving the old beater from three years ago and not a car that costs more than my house. You know what, Michael? That's not fair. You know, that's not necessary. That's not... But we can go... We don't have to talk about it, Chris. I'll tell you guys another time. Shut up, Chris. All right, Michael. We are going to be together at a movie Why premiere. don't you tell Chris why you park on a different floor? Now you have your own fancy studio and all that. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell Chris why you park around the corner so they don't see your new automobile because you're embarrassed how fancy it is? Why that's don't you not tell true. them that? Okay, that's not true. I park around the corner because the birds poop on it around the other part. Well, again, we're speaking with Michael Berry, obviously nationally oh, syndicated well, that's not radio exactly host. In keeping with the Jesse Kelly image, if we have an automobile that we cannot have birds pooping on, now is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Have you ever had a car that you wanted birds to poop on? Have you ever had a car where you drove out and said, man, I hope I catch this bird right after Thanksgiving dinner? No, I'll be on. You're, that's a good point. I tell my driver, I want to make sure the vehicle he picks me up in and oh drops my me off at all times is completely clean. You're Your exactly driver. right. Your driver. Speaking of which, we are going to Florida together next week for this Dinesh D'Souza movie. Baby, mar -a -Lago. Exactly. And you said specifically that you were going to take care of a driver and I wasn't going to have to pay for it. Have you lined up that driver yet or are we going to do this last minute like always? That was for our golf game and I'm bringing mine. You can use that. It's not long enough for you at, what are you, seven feet tall. Okay. One, my clubs have to only be two inches longer. It's not that bad. Two, I'm not playing golf. It's hot over there. Golf sucks when it's that miserable. Why are you I'm old? I'm kidding. I don't play golf. We're just getting drunk the whole time. Okay. All right. That's fair. Michael Berry. But we're going to be with President Trump, the great triumvirate of Jesse Kelly, President Trump, and the czar of talk, uh. all at Mar-a-Lago. What, what an evening. Will you please stop referring to yourself by your nickname? All right. In all seriousness, the right I have witnessed, or I think I'm witnessing, a change in the mentality on the right in this country. Am I imagining, is that wishful thinking, or am I actually seeing it? Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, because your little team asked me if I would be the first person to brag. on. You had the little brag episode a few months ago, mm -hmm. and I was supposed to be the first one. And I said, well, I can't make it at that time. I can do it an hour later. And they said, oh, forget it. Ugh. And I said, whoa, I guess I'm not such a big deal after all. What I was going to say then, which I'll say now is, you are the representative of the new right, the old right, right, quote unquote. That's in, I just did air quotes, air quotes. Mm. The right <laughs> was Mitt Romney and Greg Abbott and a bunch of uh, pussyfooters 
who uh, who actually love losing, the Washington generals of, of politics. They would rather lose with dignity than win. And that's the difference between them and the Republicans. What I love that you've done, and I think this is your unique contribution to the movement, which is kind of a movement that, that is brand new and you are at the forefront of, is that you've explained to people, we got to stop worrying about wearing a bow tie like George Will and being prissy and putting our pinky finger out like Jonah Goldberg in the National Review crowd. And we need to get in there and fight and win and dictate policy and move the ball back to their side of the field, not ours, and playing defense. Yeah, there's a huge difference. And you know as well as I do because you say it every day. And I got to tell you, as a talk show host, I give you a C-. minus. But you might be a C by the end of this episode. But your Twitter handle, the stuff you lay out, it's it's William F. Buckley back in the day quality stuff where you explain to everyone and in the process, William Wallace style, move them along with you, bring them with you, is we're not playing defense anymore, guys. We're playing by your rules and we're kicking your ass and we're taking names and we're taking back our country. Yeah, as you know, you're more in touch with your listener than all these people who are the, the conservative voices, but they've never been in a fistfight, and they've certainly not been in the Marine. Where were you? Iraq? Iraq. Get shot up by, well, let's talk about your foot injury at another time. Oh, gosh. You've actually been on the scene. You understand why we send our military in, and those guys don't. What do you got for that? Speaking with Michael Berry, the czar of talk, obviously national syndicated radio host. I like the fundamentals. You're all grown up. You're giving, you're, you're, re, you're resetting your, your guests. I, this is really impressive. Well, yeah, well, obviously this is stuff that you've yelled at me about because every time I do a segment and you're listening and I don't know you're listening, instead of getting the lovely compliments that I get from the, the many, many fans of the Jesse Kelly oh. show, instead I have to get degraded by text message. I'm bored. You screwed this up. Man. Why didn't you yeah, tease man. this? Uh, it's just this nonstop nagging fest of this is what I did wrong and this is what I did wrong. So I've been so beaten down, I've had to improve. Well, message from Julie Talbot at Premier. Thank you for reminding Jesse of the fundamentals of radio. <laughs> sure, Julie, glad to do it. Yes, Jesse, you know, you know better than I do. The, the, the movement is the people. And what we're doing, which the Tea Party did. I mean, look, Trump was brilliant in understanding what had worked before. Uh, you know, make America great again. Ronald Reagan said that Trump was genius at understanding. Listen, people are not only pissed at the Democrats, they're pissed at the Republicans. And that's what made Trump special uh, in politics. That's what makes you special on the radio is that you're not playing by the same old silly games of the cocktail crowd at the salons of Georgetown that are hanging out with Democrats and sending their kids to Barack Obama's kid uh, to Barack Obama's kids, same school and secretly when the cameras are off. Asking for Michelle's autograph. Good grief. Mm, that's so embarrassing. It's the and Michael Berry Show. Minutes, another 25000 for the next one. It's the Michael Berry Show. In my opinion, it is the best show on the radio. I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for him. Thank you, my brother. Are we done? We're I was d- kidding. I'll, I'll do the next three for free. No, no, no. Look, I've, you didn't want to be third hour, bad. so now you only no, get... You only get one segment in the third hour. Just hang up, Chris, especially after that garbage introduction song he tried to put on us. <laughs> now, look, at it all seriousness, I, I texted him, and I just asked if he'd come on. And I'll be frank with you, it is he does do an incredible show, but I owe the guy everything. If you enjoy the Jesse Kelly show, and obviously you do, the only reason you're hearing me talk here and not having me sell you an RV down on an RV lot somewhere is because of that man right there. He is the one who uh, 
stuck his neck out and he didn't have to. And now I get to talk to you every single night. And obviously, Michael's awesome. And yeah, we have to go to this uh, premiere next week. We get to go to the premiere next week. I'm sorry. I'm excited, Chris. I'm excited. You know how much I love events and crowds and fancy stuff like that. I have to wear a tuxedo. It's black tie. I know. I had to ask Ob. I had to ask the wife. I said, do I even have a tuxedo? What are you, what are you doing around your waist? Chris? A cumber? A, cum, a what? No, I don't know what you're doing around your waist. Yes, I'll wear a belt. Am I going to wear a girdle? What? A cummerbund? I don't even know what that word means, and neither does anyone else. Is that a Jewish thing? Did you just ask me if I wear a Jewish thing? No. You know what? No, Chris. No. We still have BK coming up 15 minutes from now to finally answer the question, what is the difference in all the different special operations group? Why is a SEAL different than a Green Beret, different than an Air Force PJ? Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. You can email those to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Someone has an interesting question about D-Day. And since I talk about history... I mean, Barry just brought up that I talk about history. I talk about history a lot. We're going to talk about that in a second, but I did want to address this. Merrick Garland had to speak before, well, had to, he got dragged before the Senate today. And Senator Kennedy, God love him, of Louisiana, he's one of the good ones. He had a lot to say. Listen to this wonderful grilling of Senator Kennedy of, Eric, of Merrick Garland. Why, why doesn't the Justice Department support stop, question, and frisk? I don't know that the Justice Department has a position. These, this is a state and local um, uh, role normally. Um, look, Do you think stop, it works? I'm sorry? Do you think stop, question, and frisk works? I think in some circumstances it can work, but of course it can be abused. Right. Yeah. Um, but why doesn't the Justice Department aggressively encourage law enforcement officials to use that technique? It's been declared constitutional. We don't do that. Uh, the federal government doesn't do patrolling. This is work for patrolling. I, I know you don't, but you're one of the country's chief law enforcement officials, maybe the chief. Let's take Chicago, where you haven't, we haven't made any inroads in stopping the killing. I mean, Chicago is now the world's largest outdoor shooting range. Uh, we know that a lot of the shootings come from gangs. Why wouldn't you want to call the police chief and the mayor in Chicago and say, look, you know who these gang members are. When you have reasonable suspicion under Terry v. Ohio, an objective standard, why don't you aggressively stop, question, and frisk these gang members? Look, um, the best way for the federal government to stop violent crime is to work at each local level and determine and let the local the state and locals determine what the best use i can't take that guy's voice anymore i was going to play the whole thing does everyone in this government sound like a creep now hear me out listen listen this is the dhs secretary the wall projects um, the majority of them rest in the jurisdiction of the army corps of engineer okay that guy has tie hookers tied up in his basement now listen to this guy this is the attorney general why why doesn't the justice department support stop question and frisk 
I don't know that the Justice Department has a oh. position. These, this is a state. And I, I don't, I don't, gosh, these people are. T- sorry, it's okay, Chris. We can make jokes. Jesse, how were there? Uh, he asked, he's asking about the Normandy beach landing. If that sounds like it's a little off topic, that's because it is, and it's awesome. How He said the Normandy beach landing, or she said, how were those troops allowed to get off those boats to be machine gun like that? Why was there not a battleship or ships offshore to shell the area and make it safe for the troops to land? All right. Now, this is actually something that people have been struggling with for a long time, and it gets confusing for people. So hear me out here. When you see the huge bombs that planes drop, or you see the gigantic shells that come from naval vessels, and... I mean, I know you've seen this because everyone's seen a World War II movie or documentary. Everyone knows what it looks like. When you look at the explosion of the shell, you say to yourself, wow, nothing could have lived through that. Wherever, Wherever that thing landed, nothing could have lived through that. And allow me to explain. If there are people out in the open with no cover and that gigantic shell lands... You're 100% correct. Nothing is going to live through that. But remember this. I think part of this is America has fought less technologically advanced powers for so long. We forget that in combat like World War II, we are fighting technological powers equal to ours. We're not fighting a bunch of backwards tribes in Afghanistan when we're fighting the Germans. We're fighting Germans. The Germans know exactly what happens when a shell from a battleship hits. And they know exactly how they need to build the fortifications to avoid getting blown up by those shells. They know how strong and thick that concrete needs to be. They know where to dig in here and dig in there. They know those things. And I've actually had somebody ask this before, so I felt like I should answer it. How, how do we allow those guys to get off and get machine gun like that? Because remember, whatever the casualty numbers were for Normandy, there were whole units that were slaughtered because the gate would drop down and the machine gun would just kill everyone in the back of the boat and they were just all gone like that. And people look at that and it's so gut-wrenching because those are our boys, right? And you think, how could someone let that happen? I know this is harsh, and it's hard, and it's cold, and it's true, though. Casualties are inevitable in war, and they tried everything in their power, legitimately tried everything in their power to avoid that situation. They did a massive distraction. Actually, General Patton led it from the UK to make the Nazis think we were going to land other places. They did do as much bombing and whatnot as they possibly could, But no matter what you do, if you want to take France back from Germany, if you want to bounce the Nazis out of Europe, no matter what you do, you have to land troops on the shore. And no matter where you land those troops on the shore, there are going to be German machine guns aimed at that landing area. And I know it's awful and it's harsh, but it is it is. It's just something that's part of life. If you want to go make war, people are going to die. 
people you love, people you don't want to die. There's not a nice, bloodless way to do war. All right? All right. Now, I got asked a great question. This is a few days ago. And I decided I should bring on an expert to answer the question. The question was, what's the difference with all these Green Berets and Navy SEALs and Rangers? And what's the difference with all these? I don't understand. What's the difference? Well, BK was one of these guys. See, and he's going to join us next. And he's going to explain what the difference is. You ready for that? It's going to be sweet. Hang on. Gosh, turn it off. Joining me now is my friend BK's former Air Force PJ and host of the great podcast World News with PK. I highly recommend that. All right, BK, before we get to all the Super Ninja stuff, because I have a question for you, well, from the audience about that, I wanted to ask you about all the endless Elon Musk Twitter talk. Is our savior here? What's going on? Well, Jesse, it's too early to tell, but all the right people are angry, which makes me think it's a good thing. You know, it's it's really ridiculous and absurd. And I have a theory about it. To me, this is journalists afraid of losing their guild. They really want to go back to the days of, you know, Edward Murrow, or if you're a little bit younger, like, you know, Brian Williams on MSNBC, three news sources, what they said goes, and more importantly, what they decided to cover went. And now... Everybody's a journalist, Jesse. You're a journalist. I'm a journalist. I've broken big stories before, such as the first female special tactics officer wannabe who quit multiple times going through the uh, pipeline. No journalist would touch that story in a minute. Uh, We see the New York Post with Hunter Biden's laptop that was suppressed for absolutely no reason. And to me, this is the shrieking and whining of babies whose profession is Mm -hmm. really now much more democratized, which should be a good thing, Jesse, because as you and I know, What's most important is the truth, and then it comes out. And they're angry because they aren't going to be the ones who decide anymore, well, we're going to cover what we think should be covered, and you're never going to hear about anything else. It's always been absurd. They're doubly angry now. And as far as their free speech you know, concerns, they're, they're terrified that people might say whatever they want and like, oh, the horror. And they're like, well, yeah, but – and they're such babies. Like they talk about all their feelings and stuff. Jesse, who cares about their feelings? Who cares what somebody says about you? So somebody could say to me on Twitter, BK, your normally phenomenal ab veins aren't popping like they uh, usually are. And I'd be like, well, first of all, that's, first of all, that's ridiculous. And false. <laughs> but second of all, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be doing even more ab work to make the ab veins snaking uh, down into the upper thighs. It's, it's really extraordinary, Jesse. Well, it is funny you call me a journalist, BK. It's journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, 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 Jesse. So I am a journalist, BK. I'm glad we have established that. Now let's move on to something else. Somebody asked me, and it's a great question, what's the difference with all these various special operations groups? Why is a Green Beret different than a PJ, different than a SEAL, different than a Marine Raider, different than Delta Force? To which I responded, I don't know. I was just a dumb grunt, but I do know some of them. So BK, I give you the floor. What is the difference in all these different guys and their mission? What's the difference? Well, Jesse, as far as the mission, it's on paper, what they will say, there are differences. On paper, 
uh, United States Air Force Pararescue is a combat search and rescue asset as well as tasked to do civilian uh, rescues, um, you know, all over the world, 24-7. And then you look at the Green Berets. Their mission is to train overseas forces, especially indigenous forces in other countries, uh, to fight for their country. Uh, the mission of the SEALs is to infiltrate by sea, air, and land. Uh, Rangers is to just go kill everyone. Uh, but, you know, that's on paper. In reality, it's a joint world now. And as many of my friends and myself have experienced, we've all been tasked out to various uh, special operations groups. Like I rolled around with a Green Beret team in Afghanistan for like a week and a half. Uh, you know, you'll see it's not uncommon to see PJs attached to uh, various Green Beret teams. PJs famously have been attached to uh, DevGrew, SEAL Team 6, for decades now, uh, as well as Delta Force. Now, as far as Delta and DevGrew, those are a little bit different because their mission is purely counterterrorism operation and hostage rescue. That's why those guys train with, you know, with sidearms especially, and they do work, work, work. And those guys are really tasked with the high-value target, kill and capture. Uh, but again, you'll, you'll see a mix-up all the time. It's not uncommon for a SEAL Team 6 guy to be attached to uh, Delta or a, sp secret, a special air service guy from the U.K. attached to him. Because like I said, it's a joint world. But on paper, they do all have separate missions. And I'm just going to throw this out there, Jesse, because um, I don't, I can't verify any of this right now, but your audience might be listening. So just keep in mind that BK is the one who said this first. Possibly, I have heard that there is a huge scandal coming out of BUDS. That is the Basic Underwater Demolition, Demolition School for the Navy SEALs. And I really am not comfortable saying anything more like that, but I assure you, you'll know when it happens, and it's going to be a crap show. Ooh, you heard it here. Yeah, Journalist BK teaser. says That's there right. is a scandal coming out of Buds. Not only will we, will we keep our eyes on that, we will give you credit for that when it comes. Okay. All right, BK, I have to ask a couple questions then about being tasked to somewhere else. And a couple of these questions are, I mean, well, they're odd, but I don't care. It's me. Yeah. Is it awkward are you accepted when BK gets sent to a, a group of green berets? These guys are tight. They, they right. sweat and bleed together. They've trained together. They've come up together. Now they know you're not some chump. You're an air force PJ, right. but you're also not one of them. What's it like when you right. walk in there first time? Okay. That's a great, that's a, that's actually a great question because I've talked about it multiple times on a podcast. First of all, and I tell the young guys this all the time. Remember, especially if you're one guy, going to a team like an ODA, Operational Detachment Alpha, which is a 12-man SF team, if you are one guy, looks are going to be 90% of when you walk through that door. So if you show up looking like a bag of ass, you're going to be judged immediately. And even if you perform well, it's going to take time to get that back, which is why I always tell guys, the way I did it is when I got attached to a team, I looked at it like I am representing every PJ past and future because these guys might have never met one. Uh, and so I made it clear that when I walked through that door, I was going to be the most jacked, the most tan, oh, the God. best hair, the incredible <laughs> bronzed skin, Jesse, tanned. I mean, it's a color that you cannot find anywhere else in nature. And I made sure that I was locked on. And so, yes, it is scary. I mean, you're walking into like, you know, 12 pipe hitters. You got to be a pipe hitter, too. And um, that's what I always tell the guys. So it's intimidating. But if your if your stuff is spot on, if your PT is spot on. It's not a problem, and they're glad to have you. Okay, finally, 
why, and I need to clarify this, I, I actually understand why you would take a PJ and attach him to the SEALs or attach him to Delta or, or SF right. or wherever. I get that because of the medical rescue portion of it. It just it seems to me you'd probably be better trained at that than most of them. So I get that point. But why would, why would someone on SEAL Team 6 ever go sit in with Delta? Why would someone from the SAS come and sit in with the SEALs? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why? Right. Well, yeah, it's a, a lot of times, you know, we have these joint understandings with other countries. And just as we train together, uh, we go fight and go to combat together. So uh, they might need a hand. Uh, they, Delta might be like, hey, you know what, we're going after a high value target and there's a lot of firepower in there and we need more help. Um, the, the best example I can give you is a PJ going to a Green Beret team because a Green Beret has what they call an 18 Delta, which is one of the most advanced combat practitioners there are. They're more, they're more advanced than a PJ, actually. But there's one 18 Delta per 12-man team, uh. right? Now you, add, now you add 12 more Afghan commandos, and you've got 24 guys. And that 18 Delta, if you get two critically injured guys, you're pretty much screwed. You're out of commission. Everything you have is going to be towards those two guys. So that's why they started turning the Air Force and being like, hey, we'd love to have some PJs. We know you got guys who are good in combat. We know you got guys who not only have the technical rescue aspect with the ropes and everything, but their medicine is good. And so our 18 Delta can't handle 24 guys on his own. And if they're getting shot up and you got six casualties, I don't care how good you are. You're going to be overwhelmed. So that's why we have these assets attached to it. And it's good. It's good for a cross, uh, cross-service camaraderie, if you will. BK, his podcast is the world news with BK. As you can imagine, I geek out on it. If you geek out on that stuff, you will like it a lot. Highly recommend it. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jesse. All right. Do we still have headlines I didn't get to? It's been it's been a wild show. Before we get to that, you got 10 minutes on your hands? Switch your mobile phone. Not tomorrow. Not an hour from now. Go switch your mobile phone right now. You can do it while you listen to the show. Switch from AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon because they hate your freaking guts. Go look at the social initiatives they run. Go look at their commercials. Now, I'm not pointing fingers. I've had actually all three of those, sadly, at one point. So that's my money too. But that's your money they're using to dump all over everything you care about. You'll never get that at Pure Talk. Ever. You've never seen anything like that at Pure Talk and you never will because they love this country. And they believe what you believe. They have American-based customer service. They're just the most wonderful people in the world. You call and you talk to an American that speaks English. How about that? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Takes less than 10 minutes. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And don't forget, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you missed any part of the show, and I can't imagine you would, you can download it at iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. All right. Now... One more quick thing before we get to headlines I didn't get to, and I want to get to a couple more emails. Mark Ruffalo is that loser communist actor. I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this guy, and I want you to think about all the people, maybe it's you, 
getting slaughtered by gas prices. I want you to listen to what Mark Ruffalo thinks about it. And this is a moment for President Biden to take this, um, our, our momentum, people's fear, um, their disgust with the war, their disgust with energy prices, and, and, and use that to solidify a message to the American people that now is the time to transition. This is where the jobs are. This is where national security is. And we are going to keep pushing him to do it. And this is, a, this is a gift to the president as we see it. And we see him uh, accepting it in such terms. A gift to the president. Just remember what these people think about you. As you can't afford gas, as the cost of everything in your life goes up, these people were thrilled. All right, let me get to an Evo before I get to all these headlines I didn't get to. Oh, this one's brutal. Jesse, last weekend, our two-and-a-half-year-old had a diaper grenade go off in her room while she was sleeping. I'm talking full brown star cluster. It was all over the walls, her bed frame, her toys, and the carpet. Oh, The smell was so bad it made her vomit, which got mixed in with the mess she had already made on her sheets, turning into a brown goo with chunks of food in it. I know, Chris, it's terrible. Hold on, it's going somewhere. Needless to say, my wife and I were floored when we walked in the room to get her that morning. My wife rushed her to the bathtub while I had the job of cleaning the hazmat disaster left in the room. I was dry heaving the entire time and had to leave the room a few times just to catch my breath. Oh, I've been there before. After everything in the room was cleaned, the smell remained as strong as ever. I took the Eden Pure from my bedroom and stuck it in my daughter's room, then shut the door for a few hours. When we went back in that afternoon, the air felt light and smelled fresh. It was like someone put the pin back in the poop grenade. Thanks, Eden Pure. Chris and I were just talking about this off the air. This daggone thing is like a miracle. I'm telling you, go get your three-pack. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm is amazing. I own three, one where I sleep, one where my kids sleep, one in the living room. It is like a daggone miracle. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE and you get $200 off your three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. I'm sorry, JESSE3, JESSE in the number three. EdenPureDeals.com code Jesse3. Alright. And now here's a headline. By the goal, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Youngest Guantanamo detainee is cleared for release. Hassan bin Atash. He's been held since 2002. You know, it says everything about how long we're going to remain as a nation that we have a bunch of people fanatically committed to killing as many of us as possible. They've admitted that's what they're committed to. They've admitted they won't ever reform, and yet we can't figure out what to do with these people? Everyone knows what to do with these people. Come on. Oklahoma governor signs law banning non-binary birth certificates. Again, balkanize. Pack it up and move to a red state a place where they share your values because as the blue states continue to lose their minds, the red states are going in the other direction. How about that? Fauci says the U.S. is out of the pandemic phase. Who asked you, you loser? Tiny spider catapults to safety after mating to avoid sexual cannibalism. 
Anyone who's ever dated a redhead knows about that. Twitter conservatives seeing huge spike in followers after the Musk purchase. Yeah, it was obvious. Twitter and all the other social media giants hate people on the right. They cheat all the time. At least 58% of the U.S. population has natural antibodies from previous COVID infection, the CDC says. Oh, that's a nice little reminder. We carpet bomb the entire country for two years over something most people would get and get over and then be immune to. Study finds burglaries dropped in the area known to have more gun permits. Yes, criminals actually... They love stolen things. They don't love getting shot in the face. This one's from the first TV. Vax or tax? Rhode Island Dems intro a bill to mandate the vax. Failure to comply doubles taxes. Remember what that really smart guy said a couple minutes ago about packing up and moving to a red state? Yeah, go ahead and do that. China reports first human case of the H3N8 bird flu. Are they going to tell us this one came from another bowl of bat soup? Biden administration to comply with the court order blocking the removal of Title 42 border restrictions. Yeah, there's your reminder, our border's still wide open. Former Boston state senator caught shoving $1,000 in bribes down her shirt considering another run for office. Well, I mean, Boston already elected themselves a communist, which I cannot... I cannot wrap my mind around that. I guess it's because I love WRKO so much, our great affiliate in Boston, and all of our Boston listeners are like the most hardcore freedom fighters. It's hard to wrap your mind around the fact everyone who doesn't listen to the Jesse Kelly show in Boston sucks. (laughs) Big business asks Congress for massive handouts, accelerating clean energy transition. Here's a reminder to you that corporations, big ones, are no longer your friend. They are most most definitely your enemy. They spend gigantic sums of money lobbying Congress for more taxes and more regulations because they know those taxes and regulations will wipe out their smaller competition. They are not your friend. They are your enemy. Not enough transportation out of the border towns for migrants crossing en masse. Oh, well, boy, that's too bad. How's the transportation heading back the other way on the two feet that brought you here? Why so many middle-aged deaths in 2021? Gee, I have a pretty good idea. Why did we have so many middle-aged deaths in 2021? Well, let's see. We took everybody. We locked them all in their homes. We told them, order DoorDash. Don't work out. You're not even allowed at the gym. We closed the gyms. Oh, but wait. Here's a mandatory vaccine to give you a heart attack at the age of 10. Can't imagine why that would have anything to do with it. California Community Colleges proposing minimum diversity and equity standards for faculty. Here's a reminder that don't you dare send your kids to school and if you do, don't send them to a California one. Biden reportedly nearing announcement on federal student loan, federal student debt cancellation. Um, the Biden administration is going to use your tax dollars and they're going to use your tax dollars to try to buy as many votes as possible going into the midterms. Not that I expect the GOP to ever do anything with any teeth, but they really, really, really better threaten to impeach him. If he does such a thing. All right. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you miss the show, any part of the show, download it. The whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. We're going to have another blast tomorrow. And then the next day after that. And then that. Well, no, the next day after that's the weekend. That wouldn't make sense. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 